three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. There we go. All right, I'm gonna count down, say three, two, one, and if you just wouldn't mind hitting record on your uh, whatever you're using, and... I use the Garage Band. Yeah, I need to get Garage Band. I've heard that's really good, actually. Uh, it's just it's just crazy user friendly, is all. I like Audacity for scrubbing and reducing noise and all the technical stuff, but recording, I prefer Garage Band. Interesting. I might have to try to get that. But all right, cool. Let's let's go. All right, <clears throat> three, two, one, record. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the real pineapple. As my cat is staring at me, <laughs> this is your humble host Hunter here, and I have one of my. Actually, I think you are. You actually are the person who has been on the podcast. I think the most. Uh, either you or. Uh, Nick uh, over at uh, the Afternoon Tune. Uh, shout out to Nick and uh, the crew over there. But I've got Canada's favorite son. I've got Bradley here. Brad, how you doing, sir? Hello. Yes, very good. Uh, very honored and humbled to be on the level of Nick in the Afternoon Tune as far as callbacks to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I think you've been on like three or four times. And honestly, uh, in the uh, COVID era we're going through, that's been... Uh, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag on... Uh, bradley here for uh for a moment here to explain why he is so qualified to be on this uh on this review here that we've got because bradley and i started talking kind of right around when the pandemic started i'd say probably like on a more regular basis and one of the things i'm i genuinely adore about brad is that he has this almost computer-esque mind in the way he breaks things down and so it leads to really engaging and fun conversation and one of the things that we talked about a lot has been religion and so um i uh so i know myself i uh i grew up in church i started going when i was five raised christian and i stopped going to church regularly around i'd say 21 22 and I just flat out don't go at all now. And I know for myself, one of the things that was kind of my breaking point was seeing how um, incredibly, just, just when you almost like the whole term of seeing how the sausage is made, kind of once you see how it's made, it's like, oh, that's a bit of a bummer why I want to go eat this. So that's where I kind of fell with religion. So Talking about the Righteous Gemstone season one, because season two premieres tonight, Brad, uh, kind of talk to me, man. Like, how kind of like what is your kind of relationship with religion? I know we've kind of talked about this back and forth, but just to inform the people a little bit. Uh I'm definitely not a very good Christian, though I know the text pretty well. I know the dogma pretty well. My trifling ass, I'll call myself. <laughs> since I was like a little kid, always just kind of saw it as a business. And I thought everybody did, you know, I'm definitely a socially awkward person and I don't want to offend anybody by saying, you know, your faith's a business where I am right now with it. Uh, I, I don't go to any particular church regularly in any way. I can be friends with anybody that does. And I'm happy to engage with anybody that does not even in a prove this to me or don't prove this to me. Just as a, if this is important to you, then it, I think that's great sort of way. I try to be as chill as possible and respect as many people's beliefs as possible. I will go on several almost angry rants, though, when dogma is brought up as an institution. And that could lead to some awkward situations, to say the least. That that that's fair, and and I'll say for myself too. Like just in the conversations we've had, one of the things that's been so interesting is to hear how kind of similar uh, we kind of went through the uh, kind of went through the process. Because like I know myself, 
I was actually going to be a youth pastor. That's what I was going to college for. That was, uh, I, I, uh, I visited a couple colleges in Southern California. That was the plan. And I remember kind of being almost like a, like a, you know, like a pastor in training and doing it and going like, man, I'm preaching stuff that I just, I'm not feeling like, like, like sex is always the big one. It's like, well, yeah, you're 15. Should you be having sex? Probably not. But just understand that uh, MTV glamorizes being a teen mom. Like, don't do that, please. Like, that was always my <laughs> that was always my big message. Like, please, like, please don't do this. Like, everything else is kind of like, well, that's not great. Like, like, probably don't smoke weed before you're 18. But you know, but the sure. sex. The sex one was always the one I was like, just just be careful because I've talked about it on the podcast myself. I waited till I was twenty, almost twenty five, because honestly, as emotional as emotionally invested as I get in people, fifteen year old me couldn't have handled sex. Fifteen year old me would have lost his mind if he had sex. So, you know, and I understand that there are high schoolers who are way more mature than I was at that age. But sure, same, absolutely but, the same, yeah. But at the same time, that it's such a, it's one of those things that's overblown and like not talked about enough because it's not, like, I definitely remember the first time I had sex going like, man, that was over quick. And then uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, oh, like, oh man, I could have made a hot pocket in that time. <laughs> but, 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 like, <laughs> Perhaps you did. Yeah. You, you well, did, I was, I was hungry afterwards. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but it was one of those things where I remember kind of going, Oh, this is it. Like, Oh, all right. Like, like it was a big deal, but not a big deal. And so getting at the gemstones here, the thing that I love about this, because, and I think this applies to something like Scott Pilgrim. Uh, it's so hard to like point out the good in something, but also make fun of it. Like it's a really hard yeah. line to balance, and this could come across so pun kind of intended uh, preachy as far as like oh man religion sucks it's terrible oh my god how could how does anyone go to church and it kind of gets into that but at the same time it does point out like the good that can be done with with uh, with organized religion because I I'll say myself. Um, the, the sense of community was something I always always actually appreciated going to church, like from good people, not, you know, the, the fake ones. I actually always appreciated seeing, you know, people I cared about in that setting and being able to, you know, worship with people and all that jazz. That was something I always really liked. And, and good Christian music, which I realized is a bit of an oxymoron, kind of like good Christian rap, but there is some good. There is some good Christian music out there. Um, oh God, Jennifer Knapp comes to mind. Uh, if I'm going to go kind of old school, you talk about Mercy Me or Audio Adrenaline or uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. That was a guy. Um, yeah, yeah. People who don't even listen to Christian music listen to Chapman. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, uh, uh, Jeremy Camp. Um, oh, his, big, big star. Yeah. So I absolutely. really like, I actually really like Jeremy, uh, Jeremy yeah, Camp. Uh, yeah, met his wife. Uh, what's her name? Addie, I want to say. She's lovely and she's a great singer too. Um, but the big singer that I'll always kind of refer back to is Jennifer Knapp because uh, she actually was getting like Grammy Award nominations and all this stuff. And then the Christian, the church just ousted her ass after she came out as a lesbian. And the show definitely gets kind of into that. There's a point where uh, Danny McBride's uh, Jesse Gemstone. Uh, is yelling at his kid. I think it's uh, I think it's Abraham. He's yelling at, and he he uh, and uh, Abraham calls him the f word that you know the one word we won't say on this podcast. He calls him that Very word. Good. He and he goes, don't you know? Don't use that language. I have friends who are homosexuals, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like you think you're being <laughs> like so woke in this moment, and it's just like, oh god, Jesse and Danny McBride. I think outside of someone like uh, Jason Mansukas. He's so great at playing that person who's just a piece of shit, but they think they're a better person than they are. And I find that joke like really funny in itself. And this whole show should just be called, <laughs> could be called Christians or Hypocrites because <laughs> there's this point 
where Jesse is talking to his wife, played by um, uh, Cassidy Freeman, uh, Amber Gemstone. And he talks about how, you know, I'm the, you know, I'm the man of the household. I can't believe you're lying to me. And, and the whole crux of this show is that Jesse was doing blow and uh, uh, engaging in voyeurism with some of his friends while they're at this Christian conference. And I will say, Brad, and we can kind of get into this now because, again, it's it's us. I remember my first scandal at a church that I was a part of or I remember hearing because fun thing about church is they're very gossipy. And I remember hearing about like, you know, like like an affair happening. I remember that being like a big deal, like because you go, oh, we're supposed to be held to a higher standard and all that. And I think to your point, I think that's where the business part comes in because yeah. I'm sure because I'm sure you have you've dealt with stuff like that and you're like, oh man, like this is a big deal and it's just swept under the rug. Like I mean oh, so, sure. yeah. so so like were you able to relate to the show like in that sense or Yeah, actually I've never been to a Coke party or rented hookers with smelly titties who need to get them out of my face. I didn't want those in my face. <laughs> Danny McBride is so great. By yes, the way, he, he's so great in this. But uh, my, my brother is more like he's incredibly faithful and devout, and I love him to death for it. I think that can improve your life tremendously if it's about you and your personal relationship with being a better man, whether that's through Jesus or for what have you. He his is through Jesus. I think he's amazing. But we've had that conversation where. He was more like Adam Devine playing Kelvin Gemstone. Like, well, what were you doing? Doing those horrible things? What about Jesus? What about what dad taught us? And Jesse Gemstone, Danny McBride responding with, what what are you talking about? Stop being such a loser wimp. No one actually believes that stuff. And yeah, pretty brutal. And that's, that's what I've noticed is so honest about this show is Jesse and uh, even the sister, What's the sister's name? Judy Gemstone, Judy, yeah. played by Eddie Patterson. Yeah, they she's could, great. They honestly could give a shit about Jesus or about fellowship or about any of it. But they love that they're gemstones and they have the funds, the trusts, the estates, all of it. They love the life of a wealthy foundation that their father, uncle, and mother built. While poor Kelvin Gemstone is all in on believing in the faith and that is such an interesting concept i think kelvin is the character i relate to the most because sure yeah because for me you know as i mentioned wanting to be a youth pastor like that was like my passion that was my goal and what kind of shattered that is when i was 18 and i was starting in in, uh, college i had a I had a term paper I had to do for my English class. And so it was about uh, organization. So I picked my church. And so I listed out all these questions like, you know, how long have you been at the church? Which families are you close to? And then I kind of asked them, you know, some spicy questions like, hey, like, are there certain people who donate more who are given, you know, like better parking spots or priorities on retreats or, you know, things like that. And I had and I had multiple parents or the people who I was asking flat out go, I choose not to answer this question or I'm not comfortable answering this question. So right. once I started digging a little more and kind of putting some, um, you know, putting some dots together, it was like, it was like, oh shit, this fucking sucks. Like this is, this is a thing. And Kelvin, I felt so bad for Kelvin because Kelvin is not involved in this shit at all. Like Jesse's yeah. blackmail. Like Jesse, <laughs> yeah. like, that was the part for me that's actually really depressing but accurate because Jesse gets himself into this whole this whole mess. And I will say, I think it's episode three. I think it's the end of episode three where um, their son, uh, Skylar Gazonsto, uh, uh, Giz- uh, who plays uh, Gideon, shows up because he's going ahead and blackmailing the gemstones. He's the one who's actually the the uh, the idea man on this. Because Yeah, cool twist, too. Yeah, it's him and uh, Scott MacArthur who plays Scotty, and I want to talk about that relationship real quick because right. Scotty, I... Okay, how do I want to phrase this? The fact that this relationship is in this show, 
I love because it's one of those relationships where you go, I feel like Scotty's in love with Gideon. And I feel like it's pretty obvious. And the more the show goes on, the more it's like, wow, Scotty is in love with this dude and he kind of hates himself for it because he treats Gideon like shit, like at every fucking turn. And there is this point where where they flash back and they explain, I think it's episode five, um, oh no, episode six, pardon me, I think, where they flash back to the whole uh, conference where Gideon uh, got blown off by Jesse in a real dick way, by the way. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, yeah. they're supposed to go to dinner together and Gideon shows up at the room and Jesse and the rest of the people are getting drunk from the church and he's like, dude, you, you know, you bailed. And it's one of those things where I went, Jesse could have squashed, like, like it's almost an Iron Man 3 moment where, <laughs> where Tony leads a guy yeah. reaching onto the roof. It's like, if you just not been an asshole, this wouldn't have come back on you in any way, shape, or form. But you had to take the douche road, and Jesse just goes, oh, yeah, you don't want to have fun. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, dude, what the... <laughs> Like, yeah. that's like that's so unnecessary and even Gideon kind of gives him this look like dude like you could have just said I'm sorry and so so when Jesse's getting blackmailed I went yeah dude this is kind of on you like I don't like the act itself I mean do whatever you want consenting adults but just that's a like and I think you being a parent I, and I was really curious to get your thoughts on this specifically because not being a parent, I'm sitting and watching this going, this is one of those parenting layups where it's just like, all you have to do is the very obvious thing that's right in front of you, and this all goes away. And Jesse doesn't do that. I went, as a parent, I could imagine you just going like, God damn it, like, really, Jesse? (laughs) No, yeah, he's a very shitty dad. But what makes it such a sad thing is, and what Gideon... I feel like has kind of seen this going on for a while is the selfless uh, pastor who wants to be like Christ actually would blow off his son to have a Coke party with his buddies. And that's definitely what's the word counterproductive to how anybody should live their life. For one thing, blowing off your son for a Coke party, that's horrible. But the fact that he was supposed to be a better example and that's his job to be a better example, yeah. he does this to Gideon and makes it even more heartbreaking. Uh, and honestly, I don't really think Gideon's revenge is all that bad. What makes Danny McBride such a genius is when his character finally realizes he has to do the right thing, makes it so much worse. <laughs> and <laughs> not just for himself, but for everybody around him. He's he like. It's like when people say, well, I guess we better blow up the house when they (laughs) think it might be haunted. And the heart-to-heart he eventually has with Gideon. I don't know how much spoiler talk you want to get into. Oh, let's go. Oh, we're full spoilers. Okay. I thought that was incredibly authentic and honestly very moving. When he, alone with Gideon in the conversation, actually lays down what happened from his point of view and why it was wrong that he did that to Gideon and that he was truly sorry. Now... The next scene, him going public display PR campaign face, that was a riot because it was not authentic. At all. It was passing blame. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and it's important to actually have that. It kind of sums up, summed up the whole, I think, uh, thesis of the show that if you're going to have a personal relationship with anybody, your wife, your mm-hmm. kids, your brother, it needs to be personal and vulnerable. If you're throwing it all on display for everyone to see, it's not going to be authentic. And that's what these big theologian super churches come across as, like a dance and show and fake. Yeah. Which is what he totally did when he was like, okay, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm going to tell the truth about what happened. All y'all that are here, this is your fault more so than mine. But we got to come clean and like, what a piece of crap. By the way. 
I'm so happy you brought that up because he gave those uh he gave the men in his church the ones that he put in danger absolutely yeah. no heads up on that so they're there yeah. with their partners and, and their kids and their yeah and their kid like I oh man that's something those kids are be talking about in counseling like two years from then just like yeah yeah absolutely. Like, and I felt so like yeah those kids I just went oh that fucking sucks and and McBride's uh, uh, Jesse's wife Amber so the show goes out of its way to show her like the the compound they live on is, is fucking absurd like it's got a Ferris wheel and like moats and like a zoo I'm just like he's like <laughs> Jesus Christ huh uh, like what like how much shit do you need but Amber has a shooting range and. Amber's a fucking badass. Like, first off, like, goddess. Like, the moment I saw her, even my partner was like, God damn. I was like, right? I was like, Amber's yeah, fucking on. didn't take any shit from him. And so, so the thing is, she does, though, and that's what I actually kind of like, is that well, the show, yeah. The yeah, show does play off that whole... Because there's this uh, this point where they're at... Uh, well, not 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 sizzler like a like a cracker barrel type place i guess you'd call it like a fancy cracker barrel i guess and yeah <laughs> and uh john goodman's uh, eli gemstone who john goodman i don't think we give him enough credit for being like the incredible actor he is like on a ridiculously consistent basis and i'm just happy for the dude that he got this role because he fits in like a glove on this show it's kind of surreal but one of the things that tripped me out about Eli is that the show gets into the whole concept of like multiple churches and in, in close proximity to each other because there's this other guy or this other pastor and the gemstones decide to buy this lot like in that town. And the pastor rightfully so is like, uh, hey, like these people are already, uh, you know, like these people were already saved and spoken for and everything. And Eli just looks at him, and goes, "Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking care. I want more money." <laughs> I just went, "Damn, that's that's savage." But honestly, not inaccurate because you think about how many. Yeah, I know. I don't think you've been, but Texas is like Starbucks, ev- uh, like everywhere. And since that, there's a church on every fucking corner. It's really absurd, oh, wow. honestly. Like wow. there are so many churches in Texas, and. One of the ones I went to was one of those kind of mega style churches. And there's a <laughs> there's a great joke in here where the gemstones have their own coffee, like uh, gemstones blend. And I was just like, God damn it. But that <laughs> but to your point though, Bradley, it, it goes right back to the whole church being a business thing. And I was just I was dying laughing at that bit because I went, Yep, this is exactly how it is. But Amber shoots Jesse at a point. And it's one of those things I went uh, to to jump back to what you're saying. Uh, Jesse and Gideon have this incredible uh, heart to heart, and Jesse's very honest. And and Amber gave him multiple times to go ahead and come forward with that shit. And Jesse just keeps digging himself deeper and deeper. There's this point they have a high speed chase. <laughs> with scotty and gideon and yeah. jesse's like oh yeah these are uh what, what they call uh like the uh like highway games or something like highway pranks i think is what he calls yeah. them like like oh yeah this is one of our many elaborate highway plank pranks that we play with each other and i'm sitting there going amber can't be this dumb like she clearly knows something is going on and sure. when he, and yeah. when he lays everything out and she loses her shit as any partner would I went, yeah, dude, this is this is really on you. So when she throws him out at the end of the season, I went, I'm not surprised at all. And this is the least you deserve considering like how you fuck your family over. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think Jesse's supposed to come across as sympathetic, like really no, not at, at all. all. I don't but, think so at all either. But there are just these points where you're like, man, is he like he's like he is kind of like the Tony Stark in the sense of you really are just the villain of your own story. How much, <laughs> like how much sympathy can I actually have for you? Because um, what's his name? Gideon leaving because they established that he goes to LA to become a stunt man. I think that relationship being so like severely damaged, it doesn't feel like he's being a dad to the other two at all because the one kid all, hates yeah. him. 
And then um, I can't think of the, his other kid's name, um, but I don't know. They both seem kind of like passive, just not inspired, just kind of sad kids, honestly. Yeah. He has no idea how to parent these kids. Like his kid that constantly calls his na- calls him names and says, I'm going to go join a cult. I'm going to worship Satan. I'm going to say you inspired me to do it or just mean things like that. He's like, you shut your mouth. You shut your whore mouth to his kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah that that's that's the kind of engagement that child wants when they act in that way and he's just giving it to the child so it's so funny that he's so bad at being a parent and the really mom is. is you know she she's passive because and i honestly don't know much about this other than the horror stories you hear why the Christian women are programmed to be not the right word, I'm sure, but passive to their spouse's will or something. Is that what was going yeah. on? Yeah. So I'm happy you brought that up because that's the next place I wanted to go. It's okay. it's very much that you know that subservient um, aspect right. where it's like you know you're you, you know you're the trophy wife. It's it's very Stafford wifeish. Like you stand yeah. next, you know, you stand behind your man, literally and figuratively, and that weirdly and i don't know what this says about just the relationships in general but the most normal relationship is shown in episode five where we take a break from the current storyline and go back to the 80s where uh john goodman's eli is married to jennifer nettles uh, amy lee and we get to see her in the flesh because she's died by the time where uh, the show picks up but something that i love about the relationship is it's about, it's going to sound backhanded, but I think, you know, I mean, it's about as progressive as a Christian relationship probably got in the 80s. <laughs> sure. You, like, you know what I mean? Like, she's actually, yeah. she actually has her own shit going. She's actually, you know, preaching, which that is something, by the way, like, as far as a woman pastor, that is something you, like, never freaking see, at least, uh, like, on the main level. Like, they might do, you know, a small group or lead a women's group, but as far as a woman pastor being, you know, head or, like, co uh, of, of the church, that's something you never see. Actually, I'm racking my brain. I don't know if I've ever seen a female pastor lead a service on the main. Oh, God, that's just making me sad. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had that real like I've seen like I haven't seen it enough for it to register. That yeah. that's all you need to know right there. But wow. but but so getting into this episode, because this is maybe my favorite episode of the whole season is episode five, because um and, and I think we've talked about it. I know you've been with your partner for a while. Eli's one of those people that once his partner died, he just went, Oh, well, I'm just gonna be, you know a good pastor basically and it's one of the, it's actually really heartbreaking because he clearly never found someone else he clearly misses her and yeah. like, like i don't know it, it's maybe it's like the most functioning normal relationship <laughs> in the show we only get an episode <laughs> like, yeah like which which is so which is so intense but that episode gives us more context to one of my favorite actors working right now in uh, Walton Goggins, uh, Baby Bi- Baby Billy Freeman, um, and he <laughs> and Walton Goggins first off uh, justified the Shield. Uh, he's uh, stars on the show Unicorn right now, which is a surprisingly good show. But Walton Goggins, though he, I don't know if I hate him or Jesse more. I think I hate Billy Billy Baby Billy more just because of the way he treats Amy Lee. Because some of the shit he pulls with Amy Lee being his sister is, is such evil, petty shit. <laughs> I just went, I kind of hate you for taking advantage of her like that. Um, but yeah, kind of your thoughts, uh, sir, on uh, on Baby Billy. <laughs> I think it's, uh, who is Tammy Faye married to again? I think it's oh. making fun of that guy. Like yeah, he thought I, I just, he was the star of their worship routine. It's like, baby Billy, you're not. It's your sister. People are coming to see your sister, dude. Uh, J- uh, Jim Jim Baker. Jim or, Baker, yeah. yeah and you yeah, need yeah. to you need to get over it, baby Billy. And the fact that he still goes by baby Billy into his like fifties, what, what a freaking knob. Yeah, who is he? Kid Rock? Like what the? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's right, a, Kid Rock. I'm talking about you, motherfucker. <laughs> 
every flashback we get of him too he was a horrible influence on not just his nieces and nephews but everybody he talks to he's like pretty pretty much a snake in the grass everything the bible warns you about the wolf in sheep's clothing he's practically creeping on people yeah and is all like hey hey i'm actually a wolf this is just sheep clothing come drink this beer with me to like you know like he's total creep and walton goggins is always masterful performance with john goodman i think it's pretty awesome how much he loved his wife and that's his whole character in this is missing his wife And I thought the show spoke very uh, profoundly again, how everyone around him was like, "Uh, dad's not doing well. He's still sad, you know, instead of grieving with him or getting him real help or telling him that it's okay to be sad, anything. They see this depression that he's going through as a problem and a problem to the fellowship because church people are supposed to be happy. And that sucks. And I like that Danny McBride is attacking that particular taboo in this show. Canada, I love you because I have that literally noted right here. It's talking about <laughs> mental health in the church because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, um, you know, I, I've talked about this on other recordings, but uh, I lost my dad right before I was uh, heading into high school over that uh, that summer, and that was something I heard from more people than I should have at the church like oh you're the man of the house now you're the man of the house and just like having that burn in my brain and going and and talking about it in counseling going yeah that really didn't help you know my mental health at all as far as trying to move past this and so Eli to your point you know being the, the the head of the the family and everything being you know the head pastor and all that there's a lot of pressure on him and he's just kind of buries everything but there are these there are these points where you just kind of see him looking off and it, it, it does break your heart like there are these points where he's talking to like a picture of her talking to the uh, statue um the little memorial he has set up of her and your heart really just breaks for him because you see how much to your point that he just that he loved her uh the episode uh where they we go back they we go back in time I love that episode because there's a song called Misbehaving, and I fucking hate that song because it's so easy. Like, I, it's one of those songs I'm humming now, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so catchy. It's catchy, yeah. it's catchy as hell. It's, it's a fucking bop, but it's, you know, there's a whole tap dance number and all that. And Baby Billy tells her, you know, you know basically hey i'm broke and if i we can't go on tour and make some money uh i'm gonna go ahead and sell uh our parents land like he flat out tells her if we can't go on tour i'm selling the land and so he uh amy lee and eli tell baby billy that they're having another kid when i think they said that she wasn't able to have another kid i think they said if mary mm-hmm. serves but they go ahead and kind of you know, she goes in and throws it out there. And so baby Billy gaslights her into going ahead and doing that shit in such a vile way. They, yeah. they, you know, she goes ahead and signs the contract. And then they're all at uh, that, uh, that's, you know, that fancy Cracker Barrel. And he goes ahead and tells her, oh, yeah, I already sold off like almost 30 acres anyway. And it's like, oh, you motherfucker. And I love this because honestly brad i saw like this moment i was like oh bradley would do that shit but e- eli has this look where he looks at baby billy he's like motherfucker i'll end you right now. And yeah and john goodman can look very scary if he wants to as surprising as that is like when that's such a chill guy but yeah, i can see you doing that because yeah, yeah when that switch <laughs> flipped i was like oh yeah. fuck because someone's gonna die yeah even when they're uh they perform misbehaving uh, uh, baby Billy takes a couple shots at Eli. Like, oh, I think Eli needs to sit down. He and you know, Eli laughs, like, ha ha ha. And the moment that laugh stops, he's like, dude, like, just slip up once and I will, I will end you. <laughs> it is, yeah. it, but Goodman is able to tell so much storytelling just through his looks because you know, he looks like he wants to kill uh, baby Billy at first, and then he looks proud of his wife and then he looks sad because oh my god my pregnant wife is going on tour and that's all within a three minute song 
it's like wow you got yeah. all like it's crazy you got all these emotions in this little bit no i agree 100 percent. so as far as other stuff i want to talk about because like a few more things i want to touch on um bj played by tim uh tim balls uh baltz pardon me and uh edie patterson's judy they're together and judy <laughs> In the flashback episode, and I, I'm blanking on the term, Judy uh, is watching Jesse get in trouble. She says, oh, I like watching Jesse get in trouble. It makes my my light twitch or my fox twitch. or it, It's something about talking about her, 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 her vagina. And yeah. it was one of those things where now, and I'm, I think you probably know this, when kids are making jokes like that that early on, that's usually a sign of some assault. And so I'm sitting there going, this is a show about church. You yeah. talk about how that's an issue. <laughs> oh, God, did someone in the church? Oh, cr-. like, like that's where my brain spiraled to. And I was like, oh, that actually, unfortunately, because she talks about that story later on when she was in college and she fucked her, what, her professor or whatever? Yes. She so, yeah. manipulates her professor. That it, was a very it, uncomfortable it, story. And so honestly, Brad, like I know I just talked about that molestation and kind of in jest, but matching it up with that story, it kind of makes sense. And I was like, oh, that's really tragic. I wonder if they'll actually address that in full. But I was like, eek. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like the person she told was like, wow, I really wish you would have told me that like years ago. That kind of would have put a lot of things into perspective because judy's insane like let's yeah. just call it straight like she's she, brutally she insane. is nuts like there's a so point where, angry and manipulative and just like abusive to bj like straight yeah. up abusive like that's too- the only way she knows how to be for some reason it's in bj god bless him he's trying so hard to just be a good partner like uh kelvin or kelvin gets this ridiculous so machine like one of the ones you'd get at see at Wingstop where it has like a hundred flavors and all that and he gets her this uh with like the seltzer kit <laughs> with like yeah. you know <laughs> like five different syrups and I'm like obviously not the same thing in any remote shape or form but he's trying to be supportive and I'm like dude that's that's sweet and she's just busting his balls literally and figuratively at points like he like slaps it like slaps his nutsack i'm like ow don't do that (laughs) and he's taking it he just and he's so uncomfortable that he gets a nose job like like a a day before sunday service it's like oh my god this family is so like this family is so so toxic but so okay, I I I have had a few crazy women come 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 through my life. Uh, remind me remind me to tell you about the time someone put a curse on me. But that's a whole other podcast. Wow. Um, yeah, fun fun story. But but I digress. But Judy and BJ break up, and she loses her shit with the shopping cart, and that is one of the most intense things I've seen in a couple of years. Where she just she basically street fires this car of a shopping cart and I'm sitting there like that's really aggressive like most people don't react like this but so she goes to jail and and I'm sure this is a thing this is one of the things I went I'm bringing this up specifically to talk to Brad about Eli goes into the police station with like a wad of bills it just passes it to someone and no paperwork process. They just open the door for Judy and let her out. And my first thought was, how many times has he had to do that? No, no idea. Yeah, because that seemed way too easy. Like he was like, "Oh, all yeah. right, here we go again." Like, huh, uh, uh, two grand. All right, here. <laughs> like, but you saw that wad of bills. Like that was at least a grand, easy. And so yeah. it's so it's like, all right, then what? Like what else like what else has this family done that's so yeah yeah fucking fucking tragic yeah well like her birthday flashback she is the worst most exaggerated i think kind of spoiled but the actress does such an amazing job as well as the actors around her her scene partners but this is entitlement 
times like it's like a thousand times those crazy videos on YouTube where someone's uh, sweet 16 is ruined and the birthday girl just flips the F out. It's like a thousand times that all the time with Judy. I have a couple friends that are well off. I've definitely been to a birthday party like this where I'm like, <laughs> So I'll be real. It was eerie to watch that scene because I've seen kids go, I have this and throw the gift back. Or, I mean, you're a parent. You're a parent, Brad. You've seen kids throw on like, a throne. She was on a throne, right? It was yeah, built specifically like, for her. Yeah, with a, with a crown. Like, it's like, <laughs> and the creepiest looking fucking clown since Pennywise. I was like, oh, because there's nothing creepier than like an old clown. You know what I mean? Cause then they look yeah. like they belong in like a Rob Zombie movie. And it's like, Oh, please get away from me. <laughs> like, it, it's, <laughs> like, like that old clown was fucking creepy. Number one. And yeah. number two, the fact that, and this is one reason I love someone like Walton Goggins. It takes. Okay. We can agree. It's a, it takes a special piece of shit to go ahead and be that shitty to your sibling who's pregnant in the way that he he is but to go ahead and get your nephew drunk <laughs> who's yeah, like 11 it's like it's so that it, it was his right to get drunk as well like he was doing something good yeah, yeah goggins is dreadful in this as in bad he's great as a performer but he, he might yeah that's a tough call i think he's a little bit worse than jesse it's close though. But like, yeah, it's, it's it's close. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets Jesse flat, he gets him wasted. And it's one of those things where you sit back and you go, it, we were it's funny that we we're talking about it in the, in our uh, group chat yesterday, how you were talking about how much you hate uh Gail from Bob's burgers. Like that's basically baby Billy in this. Yeah. <laughs> and and there is just just that point where you would just go we just need to cut you off because you were just like you yeah. were causing way too much drama. Um, but I just I I love the complexities of the relationships in here. If I have a complaint about the show, and it's it's a bit nitpicky, but I thought everything. Ra- I I wish there were some more loose threads heading into the new season tonight. Everything kind of just wrapped like, and that's not a bad thing, but. Oh, this just, this was clearly written like he thought he was only going to get one go at it. I exactly, think. and it's just so that's why going into this new season, kind of like, all right, where are we kind of even you know jumping off from? So, yeah. so I, so that 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 is something I was kind of like, eh, I would have liked a little more, you know. But to your point, this might have been something that HBO is like, we don't know if this will hit or not, even though we've done a lot of business together. So, you know, he might have felt the pressure to just wrap everything up just in case but um i will say scotty's end was something that made me laugh. like it's it's funny but it's a dark ass ending for scotty <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like like that was something i was like holy shit okay yeah. i was not <laughs> i was not expecting that at all and it, it, so oh that, okay actually that was my second complaint the cut okay, so I understand money can make things just you know go away. I, I, I completely, I completely understand that. But there was just the way that the whole murder of Scotty and all that money being stolen in the van that all just kind of goes away. Like, yeah, like no, like no investigation or anything. And I, I know they kind of bring it up. He's like, oh, like the cops asked me what I wanted to do, but I'm like. There was a murder that took place. <laughs> like, that, like, <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't just go away? Question mark. So that was something I was a little peeved by because it just it, it did seem a little unrealistic that that would just go poof. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. I really think it was supposed to conclude with Baby Billy making off with the money, and we never see him again. And it's up in the air what would happen to Jesse and the gemstones with this murder hanging over their heads. But second seasons, who knows when it got renewed? I'm guessing before the finale was written. But yeah, that was very quick cleanup. The whole Haiti trip was kind of quick cleaning up too to try and open up new threads. But and uh, yeah, what's the uh, Adam Devine's gemstone called? Oh, Calvin. Calvin? 
Kelvin. Yeah, like yeah. his sudden like, I think God talks to me, but I also think Satan talks to me. I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And <laughs> I looked it up. It's actually a real condition. And it is. Yeah. Shocking. I had yeah. no idea. So yeah. I do want to say, dang it, where's my note? Here. Adam Devine, is that how you say his name? Adam Devine, yeah. Uh, this is my favorite performance of his. And it, I don't think it's even close. Maybe I need to watch more movies or shows with him in it, but I think Kelvin Gemstone is his best character and performance. So I think it's definitely his best uh, his best character. I, I'm i a huge Workaholics fan, so I... Oh, I, I haven't seen Workaholics. Workaholics is fun. It's dumb as shit. Like, it is, like it's... <laughs> It's it, it's basically stoner entourage, but these guys are pieces of shit, and the show knows it. Unlike entourage, which is what always irritated me about entourage, but that's a whole other thing I could go into. Um, I really like Adam Devine. Um, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Is one of those movies that I know it's bad, and I don't care. <laughs> like it just makes me laugh. It's again, oh, yeah, stupid as shit. But it's it's a movie Very that I really enjoy. cast too. Yeah, but but then he also did uh, well. Oh, that one com- moves the computer. Uh, Jexy and I fucking hated. Jexy. I haven't seen it. No, I, oh, I, I couldn't Jexy. even get through it, the trailer. It, it will not make you like Adam anymore. But <laughs> but I, I do agree with you. I think this is actually his best acting performance. Uh, to your point, though, they do kind of bring up that Jesus is talking to me, Satan is talking to me, and like the bottom of the ninth, it is kind of like, all right, this shows up in like the second to last episode and that's kind of weird a weird placement for it yeah um yeah like because they could have easily had just uh, like it begin to be a thing after they uh they run over the people <laughs> with their car like that actually sure would have been the better time to go ahead and throw that in and be like oh my gosh know? that stunt too it we, literally that, looks like a stuntman is running away from a car and gets plowed that was by so brutal like yeah. like like it's got to be some kind of digital editing effect that's my guess i haven't looked further into it but it's an incredible stunt either way so so okay so that was actually the other note i did have here uh scotty is able to get his partner out of the hospital with such ease i just went all right this is like like there's no fucking way (laughs) like that 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 hospital would be like like he would be arrested for that yeah that's literally stealing a person yeah like there's no so uh, again there there are some is- a few issues with the show but nothing that was super world breaking but um the murder thing and then the thing with kelvin are, are, are i would say are probably my biggest gripes but independent of that though i can't believe we're getting a season two i'm happy we're getting a season two Same. but but uh i'm excited i'm really excited and as far as a grade for this i think this is a solid a so um, I was gonna go fan fucking tastic just for how much I laughed, but I'll be honest, the murder thing, even like on a first rewatch, I was like, mm. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> a, a, I think an A is fair. No, and I agree with you. I was worried towards the end after uh, Jesse Gemstone is having his epiphany about what he did to his son and how it was wrong that it was going to lean heavy into, and now he'll turn his life around like how Adam Sandler comedies end, but it doesn't. <laughs> one of the, one of my favorite jokes is in the finale where he's watching uh, a Treyu try and save his horse from the, what is it? The swamp of despair from the yeah. story. Yeah. And yeah. he's laughing. <laughs> like he's laughing at that scene. Danny McBride, there's no time where he wants you to think this is actually a good person. And I really respect him for that in his writing. Yeah, so I'm going to go a as well. And I'm excited for this season too. Hopefully it uh, does something. I think the first season might've done and said everything there needs to be said. But again, there's a lot of stuff I don't know about these mega churches, certainly not about the dissociative cognitive uh, hearing voices issue that a lot of individuals have and think it's a god thing. So that that was fun to look into. But yeah, excited for season two. Well, yeah, that's like the whole like speaking in tongues thing too. Like it's like in that right. same. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a whole like that's, that's wild. That there's a lot of avenues to it. 
like it's one of those things where even even explained to my partner because she like went to church a little bit as a kid but just getting to the ins and outs of it she was like this is a lot I'm like yeah I know like trust me like if you don't grow up in it it's it it seems like it's a lot but yeah but I don't know like to your point I'm excited for this uh for season two uh hopefully we can review season two they're uh, adding Eric Andre to the cast and Jason Schwartzman, who I, I love both of them very much. So I'm yeah, same. very, any, Eric Andre belongs on a show like this, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. Like, this is, like, it, it just seems like. I think it'll be like, like his bread and butter, but yeah, what, he, what he brings us. Yeah. Have you ever watched the Eric Andre show? Or I've only seen the most popular clips, but yeah. But and yeah, I guess like, he, he's got like a timeless meme about shooting a guy in a chair, right? Yeah, but like he's yeah. he's just not he's insane. In this show, I feel like it almost will ramp up the insanity, which actually saying it out loud sounds wonderful and horrifying at the same time. So I think that's <laughs> so I think that's what they're going to end up doing. But I, I'm I'm very curious to see Eric Andre uh, season two premieres tonight. So by the time you hear this, uh, season uh, season two would have probably already premiered. But uh, Bradley, thank you so much for being on, sir. I appreciate I appreciate you being on. Again, hopefully we can review season two. Uh, Bradley, tell the people where they can find you. Yes, of course. Bradley Martin. I'm Bradley of Martin, no E, at, uh, what is it? Whatever the Twitter handlers are. Yeah. I'm yeah, almost 40, so that's why that got fumbled. <laughs> um, <laughs> well done. And you can- you can hear my thoughts on movies and reviews on Eye on the Prize during awards season and also the Screener Squad. Those are at oneofus.net. Perfect. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. You can check out yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. I'm actually starting to use my Twitter more. So if you want to hear random thoughts about music and movies and wrestling, go on my Twitter. Uh, you can go ahead and find The Real Pineapple wherever you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, to name a few. Don't forget to like both our gaming page, uh, both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. And don't forget to find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Pineapple. And you can follow me on TikTok at Black Shazam. Um, we've got reviews coming up this week. Uh, I'm, I'm prepping for best and worst of. that. Re- those reviews will be live on February uh, 7th. Best and worst of will drop on the same day. Uh, I've got reviews coming up this week, though, for Tick, Tick, Boom, which I have not seen. I've heard it's great. I'm excited to watch it. Um, yeah, I really, I'm really excited for Tick, Tick, Boom. But we'll have reviews up for that, as well as for the tragedy of Macbeth and Licorice Pizza coming up for you guys real soon. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Bradley, again, sir, thank you so much for being on. Stay safe out there, everyone. Wear a mask, get your shot, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you hit stop. Thank you. All right, that was fun. That was fun. And that is, wow, that was, that flew by. I looked up, was like, oh shit, I told him 45, sorry. <laughs> no, you said, well, I think I have a text somewhere around here that said between 40 and 50. Oh, perfect. Yeah, 